Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say, Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, that you call us to be in your presence. And it is such a privilege, it is an honor. Because you look not on our sinfulness, you look not on our wickedness, our vulnerability, all our failures and all those crowns that we wear that stand up against you in pride, in ego, bearing all the traits of the wicked one. Yet you look upon us with your eyes of love. You look upon us as your children and you call us back to you. You quicken us in our spirit. You fill us with your love, with your wisdom, with your understanding. You pour out your mercy into our lives. Washing us clean from that stain when we surrender it to you. And filling us with your grace that empowers us, that gives us strength. So that out of that understanding and revelation that you fill into our hearts, we turn not back to those ways of darkness. We look not to the left, but not to the right, but straight ahead as you advise us, as you teach us to walk hand in hand with you, Lord, on the path you set for us, walking towards and fulfilling the plans that you have for us, the plans to prosper us, to give us an expected end, and not to put us in harm's way. You go before us, Lord, you flatten that ground, you break down every bronze and iron gate, and you make that path straight for us. And where there is no path, in that wilderness, in that desert as well, by your streams of living water, you make that river flow. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. And we come to you, we acknowledge your presence in this prayer, in this meeting, this morning, in this secret place, in the spirit with you. We ask you to direct our thoughts, our words, our path, our prayer. We trust in you, O Lord. We lean not on our human understanding, but on the revelation you grant us in the name of Jesus. Take over, Father. And the peace and joy that you share with us, we share with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, that are part of this praying family, with all those that are beneficiaries of any prayer request made on this prayer group, and all those that have no one to pray for them. We share it also, Lord, with all those that are Christians and yet do not know you personally, up close. And all those that do not want to know you and have turned away from you. Draw them near to you, Father. Quicken them in their spirit. That they might be alive and charged to hear from you. Their step be turned towards you. Their eyes be opened to see your truth. And everyone that hears that truth shall be set free. So Father, we call on your name with the understanding that everyone that calls on your name shall not go back the same, shall not go back in shame, shall not go back empty-handed. The name of our maker, our creator, the great I am, the one who is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, the one who is our refuge and our portion in the land of the living, the one who is the preserver of men, the one who made us in his image and likeness. And we pray in the name of Jesus, your son, the one who taught us faith, the one who gave of everything 
of himself came as man to show us that it is possible to win that victory over all kinds of wickedness and stand and be more than a conqueror the one who is the author and finisher of our destiny our rock our refuge our foundation of our christian experience the lion of judah a manna straight come down from heaven and we pray in the name of his spirit spirit of the living god the spirit that same scepter of the king of kings the one who created and gave the earth its shape its beauty its form the one who restored status quo from all the chaos that we see in genesis 1 verse 2 he is the one who raised jesus from the dead who powered his ministry and has now made his tabernacle within our body giving life to our spirit the one who heals us from all backsliding the one who convicts us with the truth the one who grants us revelation and understanding wisdom coming out of the word the will of the father for us that we must live in abundance and prosper in the spirit and in the flesh and then step into that dominion that he has planned and kept for us we thank you father that you have blessed us with the gift of your word your spirit You have blessed us with angels or destiny helpers. You have blessed us with family, with friends. You have blessed us with the work of our hands. We thank you, Father, that you give us everything that we need. You have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. You are able to make every grace abound towards us. We thank you, Father, that you are willing to pour your favor into our lives when we walk along the path as you have prescribed in Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight. We thank you, Father, that we shall. never be harmed by our enemies we thank you that you give us your hedge of protection that is bound by your law so that the accuser can have no opportunity to stand up against your people we thank you father that you have blessed us with a roof over our head food on our table everything we need in the physical and in the spiritual we thank you lord we thank you that you give us this opportunity to be blessed and be part of this prayer group where we learn with and from each other where we pray with each other and this platform father we declare as a platform of answered prayer in the name of jesus and as we make our reflection and our prayer this morning i cover and seal <clears throat> every word we speak every prayer we make every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by your precious blood jesus we draw the blood line around each of these and declare it as our hedge of protection a barricade in the spirit that every force of wickedness that comes against it be judged by the fire of heaven in the name of jesus we put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy pure and perfect will father we call the angels of the lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm sin danger accident injury pilfering theft hijacking terrorism and any kind of natural disasters i declare exemption for your people from all these disasters in the mighty name of jesus i declare protection i command that angelic protection in the name of the king 
Thank you, Jesus. We also proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that enforces the life that you have given us in the power of our tongue. And we speak of it. We don't even think of that. Your word in Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11 says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth, making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word. Each of us declare this this morning. So is our word that goes out of our mouths this day. We declare it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it when we send it in faith in accordance with your will in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Today we shall get into the third part of our series on seed for the sower and bread for the eater. And this third part is called the harvest of righteousness. In the last two days, we have reflected on the question of, are you a sower or an eater? And the second one was being blessed to be a blessing. Today, as we touch on righteousness, I'd like to get into the verse that we've been reflecting along the last two. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10, which says, Now he who provides seed for the sower and bread for the eater, bread for food, will provide and multiply your seed for sowing, that is your resources, and will increase the harvest of your righteousness. The Amplified Version goes on to say, the harvest of your righteousness, which shows itself in active goodness, kindness, and love. So he increases the works of goodness, kindness, and love in your life. And those are seeds that you in turn sow in others' lives. And they are blessed out of your kindness, your goodness, and your love as well. So there is a way to store up righteousness for yourself and use it as currency to trade in the kingdom. Mind you, in the kingdom of God and the spirit, there is not just the currency of money. Money does not work there. But there are multiple other currencies that you can use. Faith is one of those. Righteousness is another. Psalms 112 verse 9 is where is what we will quote now, but we see it repeated, he <clears throat> repeated here in this series of verses we have been reflecting on. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 9 references Psalm 112 verse 9 where it says it has been written. He has given freely to the poor. And this next part, I'd like you to pay very close attention to. For the one that has given to freely given to the poor, God says, his righteousness endures forever. He has freely given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted in honor. That part, the horn being exalted in honor means he will always stand in victory. He will stand victorious. Cannot go under, will always be above. Will always be the head and never the tail. We've seen that in Deuteronomy 28. Here it is reinforcing the same thing. 
he has freely given to the poor so his horn will be exalted forever and his righteousness endures as well what does that righteousness endure forever mean when the accuser comes to accuse you the only thing that god sees is i have declared your righteousness endured forever no case against him what a position to be in when you become immune giving to the poor is one of the best ways to build our righteousness and this is a law it's in the word of god whatever is written there is his law it is the book of law which means it is not an optional thing if you do that you must receive the outcome there is no other way you give to the poor you must receive the result of it righteousness endures forever the best part is it gets carried forward to your next generation it's like currency as i said before you can hand it down in inheritance to your family many times in studies of families that i have done as well when i look at it and i see why are they prospering digging into their history i see that the parents and the grandparents were givers so even if the children are not really givers and they think that they are successful on their own in their business in their jobs in their careers look back at that history they look at it in the physical and they see themselves when i look at it in the spiritual i see god's law being enforced there that currency you are handing down to your next generation why because proverbs 19 verse 17 says whoever is kind to the poor lends to the lord and he does not forget you so whoever is kind to the poor lends to the lord and the lord will reward them for what they have done that is the reward of righteousness and no wonder when you get that reward of righteousness god is saying your horn will be exalted forever because now whatever you do comes in alignment Romans 8:28 is forced to kick in and create a barricade around you there so that in every circumstance it will only work out for your good are you seeing what's happening how we can activate multiple principles through simple acts of what the bible calls your acts of kindness goodness and love so the bible says what you sow that you will reap but here as we look at it you also see that you can sow one thing and reap another you can sow generosity and kindness and reap righteousness for yourself and your generations right standing with god but again as discussed yesterday the measure does matter 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6 in fact this whole chapter of 2 Corinthians 9 is very powerful worth reading that whole chapter when you're reflecting on these verses 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6 says he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and he who sows generously that blessings may come to others he will also reap generously and be blessed question what does your harvest look like what outcomes are you seeing in your spirit and in the flesh if your outcomes are small look back again check your sowing 
What are you reaping today? Reflect on it. Listen carefully to what Haggai chapter 1 verse 6 to 11 says. Now this were, this, these five verses are very powerful. It says, you have planted much, but your harvest is little. You eat, but you do not have enough to drink. But you do not have enough, sorry. You drink, but you do not have enough to be intoxicated. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm enough. And he who earns wages, earns them just to put them in a bag with holes in it. The Amplified Version says, because God has withheld his blessings. Verse 7, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways and thoughtfully reflect on your conduct. Verse 8, Go up to the hill country, bring lumber and rebuild my house, my temple. And God's temple is you. You know, 1 Corinthians 6, 17 to 19. That I may be pleased with it and be glorified, says the Lord, accepting it as done for my glory. Verse 9, you look for much harvest, but it comes to little. And even when you bring that home, I blow it away. Mm, this is very hard. Why, says the Lord of hosts, because of my house, which lies in ruins. And he's referring to our spiritual life, our prayer life here, our righteousness, your temple. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. While each of you, now going on moving further, while each of you, so, so what he's saying is, because my house, because of my house, which lies in ruins, while each of you runs to his own house, eager to enjoy it. Verse 10, therefore, because of you, that is your sin and disobedience, the heavens withhold the dew, and the earth withholds its produce. So no rain and no crop, meaning all hard work and for longer hours, some cases even double shifts. But only to barely just make ends meet, to barely pay your bills and not even have a quality life. And then verse 11 says, I called for a drought on the land. This is the Lord speaking now. I called for a drought on the land and the hill country. On the grain, on the new wine, on the oil, on what the ground produces, on men, on cattle, and on all the labor of your hands. Does that sound like your life story? I'm doing things, I'm trying. It certainly was my story in the past. Brilliant ideas never succeeded. But only now I understand where the gaps were after the word has been opened to me. Think about it. It is time then to do what he says here in verse 8 where he says, go up to the hill. Go up to the hill country, bring lumber and rebuild my house that I may be pleased with it and be glorified, says the Lord. 
go up to Mount Zion in the spirit, climb. Connect with the Father. Rebuild your prayer life, your spirit, God's temple. Restore your relationship with Him. Strengthen your prayer life. Do what the Bible recommends. Here today we're looking at harvest of righteousness and here's shown how to build that harvest of righteousness as well. Focus on it. Start sowing with the intention of reaping that harvest of righteousness. Use it as a biblical law. All of this is the second half, this last five verses we have seen from Haggai 1, chapter 6 to 11. It just reflects back on that second half of Deuteronomy 28, verse 15 onwards. When we don't align with his word, and he says, those that do not hearken to my voice and don't observe to do according to what is written there, then these curses start chasing them. This is nothing different from that, but if we are experiencing that in our life, then it's time to stop, put down all our tools and everything else that we are doing, using right now, focus on where is that gap, how do we restore it so that the blessings start to flow, curses are stopped out of our life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that wisdom. You said, let him who lacks wisdom ask, Lord, I'm asking this day for each of these, myself, my brothers and my sisters. That our eyes be open to see your truth. That as we reflect upon our own lives and the challenges we are going through, all our failures, all our vulnerabilities, and all the times that we live under any kind of curse of your law as accused by the, the devil, standing guilty, let our eyes be open to how we can turn back to you, Father. How we can, through repentance, overcome all that weakness. And then through the blood of Jesus, Receive righteousness, that robe of righteousness that we can wear and cover all our sins so that the accuser has no challenge against us. So that we have that righteous standing with you. And when we are covered in that blood, Lord, we also ask for divine direction on how to rebuild our relationship with you, Lord. Draw us near, draw each one near to you, Father. Quicken us in our spirit. That as we study your word, you give us the understanding of how to implement that word in our lives and to bring that abundance and to remove all kinds of limitations out. I ask for that edification, that wisdom in our spirit this day, Father. And as we pray for that spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease, that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures. For all families that are embattled, that are facing division and separation. For all those that are fighting any kind of stronghold in their life. Brother Savio has given a powerful reflection on anger. I'd encourage you to go and read that one and then reflect on your life. Father, we also pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends, especially those that are prayerless, those whose eyes are shut to see your truth. 
those that have not received their gift of salvation. Quicken us, O oh Lord, that we might call on your name with the knowledge and understanding that everyone that calls on your name shall not end up in shame, but shall be delivered. This is your word, your promise. We stand on it. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we make this our prayer of agreement in accordance with your word, your principle in Matthew 18, 18 to 20, we believe, Lord, that we have received and we release our faith, expecting that outcome, that answered prayer in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ambrantan <laughs> <laughs> 
scripture I've got this morning is, is from 1 Corinthians 2, 14 to 16. The spiritual person does not receive the gifts of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to them, and they are not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but they themselves to be judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct them? We have the mind of Christ. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And I can confirm those verses for us. We were praying. I was drawn to 1 Corinthians 6, 17 and 19. And it was as if the Lord was speaking to me where he said, you are joined with me in one spirit. And now your body is the temple, my temple. Will you give it away to sin and let that temple be destroyed? And it was as if he was saying, reflect again on the words from Haggai chapter 1, 6 to 11 that we reflected on earlier. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have two scriptures that have been, in fact, three scriptures that have been reflected in, that have been mentioned in the chat as well. The first one is Proverbs 10, verse 6 and 7, quoted from the NIV, which says, Blessings crown the head of the righteous, but violence overwhelms the mouth of the wicked. The name of the righteous is used in blessings, but the name of the wicked will rot. The second one, again, quoted from the NIV, is from the book of Proverbs 11, verse 28, which says, those who trust in their riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. And a third scripture is from 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, therefore, in any, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections as well as Brother Savio's powerful spirit-filled reflections, the direct download he gets from the spirit that he shares on all our social media platforms and our Telegram group, our group chat, please share those with your family and friends. I know a lot of people use them in their daily prayer life. Many are being blessed by these reflections and, and we can see that transformation when people start to uh, use in their daily life 
what they have learned from the word. And that's the whole purpose of these reflections in the Friday teachings as well. We share them. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you, Jesus.